The reading of the gospel today comes from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And now, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart be pleasing to you. For truly you are the source of our strength. For truly you are our Redeemer. Amen. Be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in all the earth. Reverend Juanita Rasmus informed us in her book, Learning to Be, Finding Your Center After the Bottom Falls Out, a book that chronicles her life's journey from one of busyness that led to severe depression to ultimate healing. For Reverend Rasmus, a distorted view of herself and of God led to a life of busyness. That busyness created a distraction in her life, a distraction that prevented her from discovering her true self. How busy are you? On her journey towards healing from depression, Reverend Rasmus had to remove busyness from her life. She, she really had no choice. The depression literally debilitated her physically. When she did, she began to discover her true self, the individual that God had created her to be and the individual that God wants her to be. Do you know the true you that God has created in God's image? Or are you still following someone else's script? A script that tells you about the person that you should be and the life that you should live? Scripts can take on many forms. They can take on the form of customs, traditions, practices that have been passed down from one generation to another generation. A script can even be laws that have been passed to define who people are and who people are not, laws that impact generations for many centuries. 
On her journey towards healing, Reverend Juanita Rasmus made the decision to follow the script that God had for her, a script that required her to get in touch with her true self, her passions, her desires, her goals that were birthed out of her being made in the image of God. And her decision was accompanied by discipline. That is the final lesson that she leaves with us on this Advent Sunday. Decision and discipline. Once we identify how busyness has taken control of our lives, we have to decide that we will remove busyness from our lives. And once we make that decision, discipline will assist us in maintaining a busyness-free life. Discipline such as solitude, discipline such as limiting our social media contacts, disciplines such as limiting the number of times we will use our electronic devices, disciplines that require us to carve out time to spend with family and friends, to have time for fun, to have time for joy. If, or should I say when, we slip and find that we are starting to let busyness slip into our lives again, let's not beat ourselves up. Let's try again and rely on the Holy Spirit to help us. Join me in another word of prayer. Lord, our ever-present and creator God, you long for us to discover our true selves in you and the plan that you have for our lives. Thank you for the reminder through the witness of your daughter, Reverend Juanita Rasmus, that our current reality of busyness is not your will for us, nor is busyness the end of the story of our lives. By eliminating busyness from our lives, we can begin a new chapter of our lives where the decision to eliminate busyness and the discipline to continue to live a busyness-free life will help us to see the true individuals that you have created each one of us to be. Give us the desire and the discipline to make it so. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray, amen. So on this last Sunday, before Christmas, on this final Advent Sunday, on this love Advent Sunday, what can we glean from the gospel lesson that will assist us in living as faithful followers of Jesus Christ? This last Sunday, when we remember that God came down to us, emptying himself of everything but love. In the gospel lesson of Matthew, we see the birth of Jesus from a different point of view than Luke. In Luke's gospel, the focus is on Mary and Elizabeth. In Matthew's gospel, the focus is on Joseph. Joseph is perplexed. Joseph 
is confused. And we see Joseph faced with a dilemma. What is he to do? Mary, the one who is to be his wife, that King James Version term betrothed, is the same as being married, and yet they've not consummated the marriage. She's pregnant. And Joseph knows beyond a shadow of a doubt that the baby is not his. Joseph knows what the script or the religious laws dictate when it comes to how he should handle the situation. The law of Moses stated in Deuteronomy chapter 22, verses 23 and 24, the following. If there is a young woman, a virgin, already engaged to be married, and a man meets her in the town and lies with her, you shall bring both of them to the gate of that town and stone them to death. The young woman, because she did not cry for help in the town, and the young man, because he violated his neighbor's wife. So you shall purge the evil from your midst. Now, although Joseph, who was the synagogue-attending man who knew the law, the, states, the text says that in verse 19, Joseph decided to come up with his own plan. Listen to verse 19. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to divorce her quietly. Just as Joseph decides to execute his own plan, he is given another plan, a plan that an angel of the Lord reveals to him in a dream. The plan is, Joseph is to take Mary as his wife, and Joseph is to name the baby Jesus. Now, verses 22 and 23 inform us that the angel's instruction to Joseph would fulfill the prophecy of the prophet Isaiah in chapter 7, verse 14. Now, be mindful of this. And, and thank you, Becky, for reading the scriptures today. When we reread Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, that prophecy was given to the Israelites who were facing exile. So, so this prophecy in Isaiah was not about Jesus. This prophecy in Isaiah was given to King Ahaz and his people because they were being bombarded and God, through Isaiah, wanted them to know that their exile would not last forever. And the sign would be that a baby would be born to a virgin. Now, some scholars would say that, well, that child was born to Isaiah and his wife. Other scholars have said that that baby was born to King Ahaz. The prophecy. The prophecy assured the people and King Ahaz that God had not forgotten them during their exile. Well, Joseph has been given a plan. Can you imagine having a plan that you believe is just and fair? And then the Lord comes up to you and says, I have another plan. And his plan 
is so outside of the box of your comprehension? I mean, what, what would come to your mind? Doubt? Would you wonder if maybe you heard the Lord correctly or not? Would you ask the question, what does all of this mean? In a resource that I had on myself that I gleaned for this sermon, when God comes down in the Advent study for adults by Dr. James Harnish, he states that what Joseph experienced was honest doubt. And honest doubt is not the contradiction of faith, but an essential element in a growing faith. Matthew tells us the story of Joseph's faith. This faith does not remove every doubt or question, but this faith causes Joseph to move in a new direction and expresses itself in active obedience. Dr. Hanish goes on to say that Joseph's faith was followed by action. Tell me about your faith. How do you live out your faith? I mentioned to you that on this coming Sunday, faith leaders and congregations will have the opportunity of living out their faith. You see, we, we believe that people who have mental illnesses should be treated in humane ways, and they should have the services that they need in order for them to be helped. How do you live out your faith? Dr. Harness tells the story that I think uh, you will think about even after you leave the worship service today. And if you don't, that's okay. I will, because I've been thinking about it a lot. He tells the story of a highly intelligent student who wrestled with all sorts of questions about his faith and was never satisfied with the simplistic answers that faithful Christians tried to give him. Do you know of anyone like that? This young man asked his professor the following question, how can I make a commitment to Christ? when I don't know all that it will mean. And the wise professor said, none of us knows all that it is going to mean, but we know enough to make the commitment to follow Jesus, and we spend the rest of our lives finding out what it means. Yes. Joseph chose to follow God's plan. It was an act of faith. And you and I are living out our relationship with God through Jesus Christ. That's a sign of our faith. To live by faith does not mean that we never will have questions or doubts. But it does mean that we have claimed the strange story of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ to be the central story by which we choose to live our lives. Let us pray. We give you thanks, O Lord, for Joseph, 
one who reminds us that even when we think we know the best plans to carry out, your plans will always be better than our plans. Even, even when we think that your laws are the laws to follow, you remind us that even the written words will never take precedence over your living word. So as we continue on this journey of the Advent season, as we look forward to celebrating once again the birth of Jesus Christ, help us to continue to grow in our faith in you through Christ. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen.